Hello and welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, your friendly neighborhood organization fighting corruption around the world by means of the secret ninja arts. Sorry, I just saw that new Spider-Man trailer and even though I was a big fan of Mr. Garfield, this movie looks fire. Time Shadow! Can we do something about making it July 5th sooner? No? Huge time sand pit sucking all of humanity in forever and ever? Fine. Anyway, in order to build our brand, we've partnered with three movie nerds and let them record their movie slash gaming podcast out of our secret chamber. We figured it was time to hop on the podcast market. You know, now that it's completely oversaturated with anyone with a $20 microphone and an internet connection. Nevertheless, we love what these boys are doing. Today, the boys reviewed Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, the 80s mystery in action film. It's filled with thrilling stunts and stunning wardrobes mixing beige turtlenecks, orange peacoats, and fur hats. I wasn't aware Kanye West was costume designing in the 80s. Well, that's it for me, lads. Enjoy the episode. Because they go boom. <laughs> With Tigra and what were the names? I don't know. What the fuck kind of name? Alex we're... and the Kansi and Junior too. And we like the boom. The cars we I like go the boom. cars. The cars that go boom. boom. And Bunny. <laughs> 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 oh my god. When so, are we starting the podcast? I have a question. I have a question, okay? <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys, I want to discuss this. Okay. M- two guys, right? Two guys, one guy, punch other guy in the face. Guy who does punching, hand break. Other guy, get knocked out. Who win fight? Garbage bananas. That guy wins. That guy with the garbage bananas, he wins, huh? huh? The guy that didn't get knocked out wins. Did he though? Yeah, because did he? You- or did the other guy break the other guy's hand with his face? Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Who win? The guy that didn't get knocked out. Oh. Yeah. I but was- technically, <laughs> if the guy that guy technically ended the fight with his face. No, but see, in all even in all sports and competition of confrontation, those who initiate combat and then still win or like survive are considered winners. Haven't you seen Southpaw <laughs> with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, he broke that guy's hands with his face. Yeah, but he didn't <laughs> get knocked out. Haven't you seen Rocky? No, it's not going to be like a official, like an officiated sport. It's just a fight. Oh, it's just yeah, a but fight. Even just in, a fight. Even then, the person like, that got knocked out lost because the person even if he had a broken hand could still just kill that person okay who suffered the most loss 
the, is probably the best question. Uh, well, the hand can heal and it'll heal stronger, uh, but that guy will have a little bit of brain damage. A little bit, a little which bit of will a concussion. Add, add also up over time, depending on your okay. Uh, so that's long term loss, not short term loss. Depending on your it's understanding of various degrees of the art of the art of war uh-huh. uh he, once again the guy who initiated the combat the guy who breaks his hand not only did he take initiative by not losing consciousness he still has power over the preceding moments to enact whatever his other potential energy he has while his opponent the guy who's knocked out has lost the opportunity to make any sort of decision therefore he still is the loser I guess that's a good point because the guy, the guy who got knocked out is still the loser. Guy who throw a punch still have another hand to throw a punch, mm-hmm. but the guy who 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 and then you who, brought up you also brought up uh, the guy who took less damage, technically being the guy who broke his hand. Even uh, even Myron brought up like long term, his hand will grow, his hands, muscles, and bones will. But short term, the guy a, just I got was, knocked out. I was just he'll wake to, up. <laughs> he'll 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 heal a little quicker, but the dude will have a cast on for at least six to eight weeks. That short term, yeah, but I that's mean, only if he stops hitting him once the guy's knocked out. Yeah, I mean, if the guy's unconscious it, in Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. wrap my fist, yes, with uh, the the med kit, right, and then I just keep kicking the guy. Yeah. There you go, which breaks more bones. It does. While he's unconscious. Ah. See? The okay. fight doesn't end just because yeah. the guy's unconscious yeah. and my hand is broken, but yeah. I can still keep fighting. But that guy can't because he's unconscious. <laughs> he's unconscious. Yeah. I mean, that's what how it works. Still, in de- he still what if guy breaks resources? more bones on guy's concussed body? That is one tough dude who can't do anything. If anything... Yeah. What if he kicks him and then breaks his tibia? Then he's oh, making a I would, foolish I would decision. Just move, I would yeah. just run. That's a monster that you can't beat. Yeah, you That's, do run. Yeah, you're doing yeah that. you do you run. You do run. I had that same problem in Final Fantasy. Yeah? Yeah, it's giant monster. It was actually a giant tortoise. Okay. It is huge. <sighs> and I was summoning a bunch of different demons to attack it, but it would just paw me and then all of my my characters would go flying and they would just die in the air. Damn. Yeah, but there is a way to beat it. it Speaking just, of game It design. just takes like two hours to beat him. Or like... Which, when which you, Final Fantasy? I can't remember that one off the top the of my head. The latest one. The latest one? That's why I thought it was 15 because you said like me and all the guys and then we summoned a demon specifically. Yeah, my boy band. The boy band. Yeah. The, me and the On crew. the road with my boy band. Speaking of games and technically unbeatable bosses... Uh-huh. In that scenario, Final Fantasy fourteen or not fourteen of uh, in Final Fantasy four, Cecil cannot beat his darker self until he learns how to defend himself from it. That's when he becomes a paladin instead of a dark knight in that in Final Fantasy four. Oh shit. Yeah. Also, still standing by the like resources thing that you brought up earlier, like the guy <laughs> who is spending his time beating a, a concussed body is not using his resources effectively. Okay, but would you <laughs> rather um, crack an egg as you're cooking it and a bunch of eggshells fall into the egg? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather peel a bunch of eggshells off a hard-boiled egg? 
How small are the shards? Very small. There's a lot of them. In both scenarios. Yeah, I think I'm cool with the shards. In the in the in the scrambled eggs. Because I can I can season it a little more, like the season's gonna become a little more absorbed in the flavor. So that might be okay. Also if you have good teeth, you don't have to worry <clears throat> about these shards. Well we all know my teeth are brittle as glass. No, I just Every broke morning, I break my bones. Speaking of glass, Mr. Glass comes out uh, next week. Ooh. Is this the podcast yet? Or are we still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so should I skip the intro and just introduce myself? I don't know. Maybe. Who are you? So, Who am I? I am the powerful. This is Jackie Chan movie. The sensual. Okay, that's not the Jackie Chan movie. The indestructible Mushu. Oh, I thought you were doing a Bill Cosby yeah, impersonation. That was, that was, no, that was yeah, Eddie that Murphy. Was, oh yeah, that was doing his Bill Cosby. Okay. That, yeah, that sense. was that was Got that it. was actually what he was channeling for <laughs> for that line. <laughs> Chinese dragon? Okay, I got the perfect voice I for this. I got Bill Cosby for a little bit. <laughs> Lots of magic puts people to sleep. Bill Cosby. That's what he do. Jesus Christ. That was... <laughs> it's 2019 and we can make dark on jokes or everything. Yeah, on, in, in light of that dark, dark humor. joke, uh, I'm your boy, uh, your, your wee boy, posing as a functioning member of society, Alex. That's such a weird accent on the society. Yeah. Society. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it, he's got his jaw clenched just enough, and I'm like, I can't do it. I I'm channeling my uh, my Norbert from Angry Beavers. <sighs> that's, a, that's a really specific. I know what you're Movie! Mm. I'm Khan, <laughs> the supposed guru of gaming. The gaming guru, I believe, is the correct phrasing, but you know, sometimes I read it right, right to left just to entertain myself. Well, speaking of left and rights, to my left and to Khan's right. He did it right this time. Is our super strong, super shy, our very own mogul, shy boy, Nikonti. You move like a pregnant yak. <laughs> Yo. Today, we had the honor of reviewing. Reviewing? Reviewing. reviewing. I'm doing good at this. You're nailing it, Alex. Of reviewing a fantastic movie. It was called. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. <laughs> and this was uh, recommended by Nikonsi's good friend. And it was an 80s movie. Super hilarious. It was freaking phenomenal. 1985. 1985. I'm smack dab in the middle. It was so impressive because mm-hmm. you told us, you told me how old the movie was, and my mind was like, it's either going to be beautiful or it's going to be one of the worst <laughs> things I've seen in forever. And it turned out to be one of the best things. One of the best, worst things I've like, ever seen. Oh, my God. We've been watching some really old movies. Yeah. Like the beginning of time for Shaw Brothers films where a lot of the movies haven't aged well. Uh, and it was kind of cool. To, I didn't know that they redid this for Blu-ray. Oh, that's wow. right. Yeah. I was expecting like a really old grainy copy. Um, but no, we got a Blu-ray uh, restoration. Do Is that how you say that word? Yeah, I think so. Or remastered. Remastered. Restoration. Um, it's a, Masturbation. It's a re-something. Yeah. It's a restoration. Re! 
Let me edit all of this restorations out. Restoration <laughs> in Rest- the nation. Restoration in the nation. Yeah, man. But what say what say what? But before we get into the review of this restoration remastering of Remo's. Remo Remo Williams is is there remostering? Is that too hard of a stretch for you? Is it remostering? (laughs) (laughs) It was too. It was a little bit of a stretch. Let's let's get into (laughs) Khan's game corner. What's going on in the gaming world? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I have finally gotten. So I got some dear friends of mine. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving, Monster Hunter, and they actually played it like every single night. They like dropped out of the uh, playing some of WoW for a week, and uh, uh, by the time they hopped on today, uh, I was helping them through some of the end game content. Uh. And just we're all bonkers for the expansion. I'm waiting for more news for the expansion. That's way Ice out in, in autumn, right? That's I know. I'm sad. Jesus. But luckily, we have quite a few more content uh, updates coming in. I believe Geralt is going to come before around the 20th in February. Is that another Monster Hunter uh, Geralt expansion? Is, no, this is a content update, which is different. Like, the expansion will add a whole new biome and stuff. This content update's probably going to add, like, some sort of cool uh, specific quest and, more importantly, some nice-looking gear. Uh, Geralt is a the main character of the Witcher series, which is... Uh, honestly, it's pretty... It's I don't know. I wouldn't call it mainstream, but it's a definitely popular series. The first one came out in I think oh five, oh six, uh, with the second one being around oh eight or oh nine, and then the third game came out just a couple of years ago, I think now, and it's been very, very, just very popular. Okay, really cool action RPG series and lots of monster slaying there. What would you tell someone who was interested in uh, into buying this game? Like to you can get it freaking just push nudge them, <laughs> nudge a little hand out of their wallet and grab the card and put that shit in the chip reader. There are, I mean, if you really have to play it on console, if uh-huh. you have a weaker computer, definitely I would still suggest buying uh, playing it on your PS4. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's just a little more optimized there. Uh, however, I believe it is on the Xbox One as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can, they've gotten sick, nasty gray market deals and other just it goes on sale a lot on Steam. Go to Steam, get yourself a copy. Some good stuff. You can play it on Steam. Your laptop's strong enough. Yeah, yes. That means you can play it with all of us. That is. He some does good have news. A actually really strong. He's, his laptop's pretty good. <laughs> I gave my laptop the roids. Good. Yeah. Also, hey, I, eyes up here. Okay. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've, oh, oh, wait. Eyes up. Eyes up here. Eyes uh-huh. up here. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, the Australian op- uh operators are going to be coming out pretty soon here for the first wave of four waves. Uh, generally they release them quarterly i heard about that uh for season four Uh uh-huh 
And I mean, I'm glad I got you into Rainbow Six. Have I you really been enjoying getting wall banged. <laughs> I really need to play this game with you. It's so much fun. It's it's hardcore. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Like, like it's mm. it's one of those ones where you gotta play with a homie because I try to do some of the missions on my own or lone wolf it, and sometimes you'll end up with a hostage like protect the hostage situation, and you're just getting fucked from all sides. Have you, because uh, uh, you, last I talked to you about it last week, you were trying out a couple more of the just regular casual games online. Mm-hmm. Did you run into the memes yet? What like do you mean? Fuse on Hostage? No. Or My Lord and Savior Tachanka? I haven't. What is that? Tachanka uh, is one of the Russian operators. He has a he's the one with a mounted turret holy fuck no no i haven't ran into him the meme is because he's easily by and large the worst operator in the game because his ability right is to hunker down in a spot with a face shield covering his top half Mm -hmm. with a mounted machine gun (gasps) ideally this guy is supposed to be just a super strong anchor right right you shoot him in the leg, he's dead. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, actually, I have that ran into gun, that guy. That gun doesn't penetrate any walls any harder and doesn't fire any faster than anything else you can have. So, But people still be using him. But yeah, people still use him. Uh, um, and then another character with uh, that I was telling you about, which is Fuse on Hostage. Yeah. Fuse is, another, of course, another Russian operator. And he's the one who lays frag grenade cluster charges on the walls and then shoots frag grenades through the walls. Okay, yes. You've seen that guy too? I have, I have. Yeah, so on hostage, you kill the hostage with it. Oh. It's so, beautiful. People, that's the way to go. People have been doing this since he, since year one, and it's actually pretty wild that we were entering year four of the game. That's nuts. I've been following this game since... Uh, oof, brain had a brain fart. Like 2015 Comic-Con. Oh, really? Yeah, like I've been Damn. following this game the whole time. I Dude. was hyped for it and then went to Comic-Con, played and participated in the uh, Make a Squad event down there in da- downtown. It was busy, super busy. It costs so much to unlock characters. What's like, what's a, what, like, I'm just a beginner. What's a good way that I could unlock these characters without like spending my money? Uh, unfortunately, play the game. That's really all you can do. There's no real easy way to farm up your, uh, your quote, renown is what it's called. Multi- uh, multiplayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. renown points are like what you, it's like kind of the currency. Yeah, your free to play currency. To, to buy or unlock other characters and, mm-hmm. and loadouts and shit like that. Uh, the number one thing being if you, for some reason, didn't complete your situations your single player situations that teach you the game try and get at least two out of three stars for every mission Mm. Uh, and when you complete them all that'll give you a big bonus if you complete all three stars i think there's three stars per mission Mm -hmm. by the time you get through you should be able to get one of the newest season operators okay because i mean right now i'm i'm rocking thatcher i'm rocking very solid choice on all on all uh pretty much for every team yeah, um, he can. He's got good ranges for his guns. His ability is really strong. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're not going to be breaching really well. But I mean, that's ideally there's five 
there's five people total and you're one of them not breaching, you should have a hard breacher somewhere. Yeah, and then um, termite's pretty good. And then if I'm defending thermite, thermite, my bad. I said it like th- like you Thomas. Said, you said, yeah, you Thomas. said termite. Th- you didn't say Thomas. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, if I'm defending, I'm usually go with Jaeger. Uh, he well, I mean, depends on <clears throat> well at your skill level. It doesn't really matter who you're playing. Definitely, he. I'm He's just not a needle boy. <laughs> such a tiny. Boy. I'm just learning. Uh, I mean, I barely hit gold, so Ow, I'm not, that, don't I'm hit not me. even better than I'm not even better than you. I just played more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point that I'm getting to is that Jaeger is also really just he's a roaming character. It's really hard to anchor uh, the point with him. Mm. Th- this terminology being anchor, you're gonna sit in the bomb room probably. Yeah. Right. He roaming, has the deployable shields, so that's always a nice little. Yeah, the deployable shield is more to help whoever you're uh, whoever Protecting. you're anchoring the room with, mm-hmm. or you're setting up uh, different weirder like blockades. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, as Jaeger, you're gonna like, yep, uh, anti uh, anti missile defense systems right here. Just putting them down here, putting these spiders on these walls, and you're like, okay, me and my four sixteen are gonna go completely elsewhere. Sounds like my favorite. Uh country song me and my four sixteen gonna go down to the border issue <laughs> so what else is going on in the gaming world hdq just ended and honestly one of the biggest uh one of the biggest people on staff for the longest time it's been like this marathon's been going on since like 2012 2013 oh yeah that shit so, made some money yeah you're talking about i think this one hit 2.8 2.9 million yeah that's crazy and yeah. it's all going for like those charity. so G- AGDQ, which takes place during the beginning of the year, winter months, basically is before spring. I think the latest one we had was like in the middle of spring. Um, goes towards Prevent Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. The one in the summer goes to uh, was it Doctors, Doctors? Without, Without Borders. Hell yeah. Um, and these both are phenomenal. Like, it's one of these weird things that. I have never gotten the chance to go to one, but I watch every single year since it was announced, and I've donated about three hundred dollars over eight years. Wow, that's awesome, man! Yeah, you are a good. I'm helping the world. You are. <laughs> Look at you. Which, like, you know, to be fair, I'm still participating in helping, uh, and I, I barely have a casual speed run at any in any of these games no man but it's kind of nice like that they've taken this this um whatever this event or right. this gaming event and they they turned it into something good so it's super big and another yeah. thing is that it's just it, at the end of the day it's just a really big big event for all these different communities of gaming to get together and kind of showcase that yeah mom yeah dad games change the world (laughs) yeah okay this is literally interactive media that has transcended most things that you can believe in how many uh (laughs) doctors without borders did you help uh exactly Uh, also there's another one you get a job huh sorry (laughs) there's another marathon that is just i think it's only three or four years old now uh, there's actually a couple of different events, but GDQ being the main big name one. 
And for those um, of us who don't understand games acronyms, down quick. games down quick. Okay. Yeah, you can GDQ. follow them at twitch.tv forward slash games done quick. Mm, mm. Uh, and again, like, just there. Uh, there's there's more events for speedrunning other than just GDQs, but the two biggest ones, kind of like how I told you, Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament of the year. Yes. The two biggest ones for game for speedrunning is games done quick in in the uh, winter slash New Year, and then the summer games done quick. That's fucking dope, man. They just started a series not too many not too many years ago, give or take, uh, called RPG Limit Break, and this one is to promote. Uh, mental health awareness. Whoa. And so those proceeds go to those kinds of organizations. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, and I just have uh, I have a profound respect for just not just running the show, but also the speedrunners because they are I feel like I'm a part of that community. Yeah. Even if I don't get to interact with everybody. Uh, and in fact, in the end, in one of the finale videos that they set up for the end of GDQ, uh, one of the uh, one of the participants and just kind of event organizers uh, and part of the staff, his name is Sent, and he's like, "Yeah, GDQ is kind of like high school in this weird way, where every speedrunner has their own little clique, because obviously, like they're playing their game with the people who they also play their game." Sure, right? Like they're homies. Oh yeah, like like yeah. I play Metroid. I'm hanging out with the Metroid uh, players. They play Castlevania. They're playing with Castlevania players, but they also talk together because Metroidvania is a, like subgenre. Right. Like Halo. Like Halo Reach had a um, showcase uh, speedrun this year, and it's like there's just there's so many games. That's insane. I gotta right? watch some of that. There's that sounds uh, crazy. There's about, I mean, most of this is on YouTube. And if you really want to, like, just see some of the runs, you're talking about five, six years of video content. Uh, I've got time. Yeah, you've I got plenty care. of time. You've I'm got, just trying to play video games. What's, I know, what's right? What's 160 <laughs> times seven? You have about that much, that many hours of video content to watch people play some of your childhood favorites and just blow the pants off of you. Like, Hey, did you think Halo was broken when we were playing it? Like Halo two and Halo three. Cause that's broken. And then they can beat, beat it on legendary in two hours. Yeah. That's like, crazy. 860. This is a long game. 8, this is a long game corner. <laughs> so I'm going to cut it a little bit shorter by bringing in, since I was talking about Halo, Bungie and Activision, reached like the end of their agreement or their contract and so Bungie has uh-huh Bungie has control over Destiny again and whatever other projects they'll be working on that's but good now they have like their control over their IP as a publisher so hopefully we get better content more content and Activision hopefully starts realizing how much how many things they keep messing up <laughs> really I, dude that's crazy like, just let i i don't like activision yeah it's crazy because they were like you know i did like them back in the day but it sucks that they've not for all of the things no like no, no, but no. like enough you're like man maybe not that but now it's like more money same problems yeah all for money yep 
All right. Well, that was a very heartwarming and informative game corner. Thank you for for heartwarming. Uh, yeah. GDQ. Man, helping the world. I really wish I could have gone GDQ. You helping the world. I'm helping the world with this bad content here. Talking hey. about bad content, what about your recommendations? Well, my recommendation Zinger. will come right after <laughs> Nikonsi's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Set him up. <laughs> oh, this is like when I'm at the dinner table and the 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 waiter comes up and he's like, "What do you, do you know? What you, you want? Would you like to have some linguine and ham?" No, they just say, "Do you know you what want you some want? Garbage bananas. You know what you need." <laughs> and then and then you're like, "Yeah, I know exactly what I want, but I'm gonna be a gentleman and let them order. I'm not trying to stall in any way." While I decide, yeah, yeah, you're not letting this drag out longer than it needs to, so because he can forget his recommendation. I actually <laughs> did have a recommendation. Keep thinking. Don't tell anybody. I about just that. recommended this movie. <laughs> I want to recommend today <laughs> this thing what that this I cadence? have in my head, and that is. All right, you want me to talk about? Okay, I can take I can take up our recommendation time some more. Cause no, we, no, <laughs> we don't always have to have a recommendation. It's I okay. Have I know. Nothing. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, started watching Fully Cooly again. I Yo. love Fully Cooly. I haven't seen the the second I've seen season. Seen like two two episodes, and <gasps> it's not bad. It's just it's not the same. You know what's a really fun movie that Netflix came? Okay, so let's touch on Netflix animes again. They've been killing the game. Uh, I like everything. They, I started watching Jaeger, by oh, the way. Nice, nice. Thank you for that. Baki uh, came out uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago or so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they just put out the Seven Deadly Sins movie, Prisoner in the Sky. <clears throat> that is a great, fun movie. Uh, it's like right after right after the Seven Deadly Sins, find Escanor. Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is is a phenomenal shonen with kind it kind of touches on more like different topics too the hero <laughs> i i like uh, it, for those of you guys who are keeping up with the manga it's going in an amazing direction but i think it's <laughs> it's it's not a it feels like a dragon ball z type thing where you have one overpowered like main character right and everyone's just kind of like oh we're trying to keep up goku but fucking super saiyan but goku blue. you're so fucking strong what's it like to be that strong or just freeze a saga and then we're just useless the rest of the time but anyway <laughs> i think meliodas i think this whole story is gonna end with all the side characters against Meliodas, that'll be re- that'll be really. I've cool. read further than you, so you haven't. I've read the latest. Well, I mean, I've I've read further than the thing you just mentioned. Okay, sidebar. <laughs> Where are sidebar. you? Sidebar. <laughs> did you just did you just uh, get back to the fight with um, where the four deadly sins are making their way to the fight with Merlin and Escanor? And the last time brother. I really paid attention to what I was reading because I haven't read in a while, right? Yeah. The last thing I remember reading, I actually had to double back to what had the what the anime had just shown with like Escanor and fighting and everything. Uh-huh. And anyway, 
the last thing that is truly in my mind is like, oh no, Meliodas has been in like resur- like Meliodas has been re- resurrected multiple times, and like this isn't the first time that he's become Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue God. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. No. Uh, so like, what happens? It's is- not like. This is the first time that he's had to fight everyone. If you want to catch up, dude, it's it's a really good read. Um, Eventually. I'm just trying to play video games yeah, first. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But what Editing happens is... there for spoilers. Lots of editing here. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> when, when Meliodas, he dies, right? Just like he did at, at the end of season two. I don't know if you've watched that. No. <gasps> it's okay. Don't worry. Don't, don't be like that. Do you want me to stop? No, you go ahead. Yeah, okay, you, you every time he he dies, he he's cursed to be revived by his father, the Demon King. But every time he revives, his his emotions, like his I don't know if you want to call him his human Hulk. emotions, his Hulk modes. <laughs> no, his his emotions, like his human side, gets stuck or or trapped in the Netherworld. So when he comes back, he's a little less Meliodas. Oh, oh that's he's oh, a little yeah. more. Yeah, that makes yeah ruthless. So that time when he comes back, he loses enough of himself where he's just like, I'm just going to become the demon lord. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. That and, sounds crazy. And Elizabeth is actually his girl from the first time. The that, that's holy part war. Of, that's part of the curse. Is that's that cool. So they are cursed to both die and be resurrected like multiple times, basically until Meliodas becomes the demon king. And I think Elizabeth um, has three days after mm-hmm. she regains her memories to live, and then she's she's going to be killed. Yeah, somehow so, it's different every time. Yeah, and uh, she's actually of the goddess clan. You probably realize that from the end of season one. Um, but yeah, so that's why he kind of tries to keep her in the blue or in the dark about everything because yeah. he doesn't uh, want her to die. There was a pretty big like semi prologue uh, arc where they explain part of the that where they explain how he like part of the reason that both of them are cursed in the first place is because they fell in love with each other, and then Meliodas turned on his father because he wanted to also overtake. Like the the god and like the angelic kingdom, the goddess clan, yeah. So that they could like, why should we have these arbitrary rules? Why can't I love the woman I love? Um, and then now they're both cursed. Now they're both <laughs> cursed. Bond, by the way, mm-hmm. Bond volunteered himself to go to the netherworld to retrieve Meliodas's. That was the real homie feeling. He has like that's so, a fucking amazing yo, arc. He has so much like. Yeah, that's a good homie, man. He's a good homie because he straight up has so much dog shit happen to him. And then at the end of the day, he's like, nah, I'm good, bro. Yo, but I, I got you, bro. <laughs> Bond gets beast mode, dude. He gets even like he gets like low key like on on uh, on Meliodas level. Alex is going to get another cat and he's going to name it Bond so he can have Renji and Bond. Like that's how that's how homie he gets. <laughs> Oh my god, I might do that. I know. I'm in your head, brother. <laughs> so Meliodas is so again that that movie, Prisoner of the Sky, uh, super dope. And go read the manga if you guys haven't caught up. Reading to the, is good for you, anyways. It is. I can't read. <laughs> we all wish Khan could read. Um, it would be really beneficial to his life. Alas, we haven't the time to teach him. So. We just kind of 
let him do his thing. Uh, but yeah, go catch that movie. It's available on Netflix. And it's just a fun Seven Deadly Sins. The whole gang. The whole gang is here, guys. And we're just fighting crime and shit. Giants. I mean, are you fighting crime with crime? Maybe. Sometimes <laughs> a negative and a negative make you know, positive. Just like uh, sometimes the Red Hood has to be the crime lord. But most of the time, it's because he wants to get rid of the other crime. Yeah. Miles Morales. So today's movie. That was a different <laughs> Remo Williams. Yes. The adventure begins. Oh, it began. Uh, this movie I want more. <laughs> came out in 1985 with a budget of $40 million. And it is based <laughs> off of a novel series by the name of The Destroyer. The first novel was published in 1971, but the manuscript was actually completed in 1963. And currently, it has over a hundred books. And each book is a couple hundred pages. That's so crazy to me. And they even have multiple comics published by Marvel. Whoa. So, is I would love to read those. I just, fi- I just found them. Oh, my God. So, dude, they should make... They should remake the movie. They need to. Huh. That'd be <laughs> so epic. Um, except we, except yeah. they'd be using CGI. So something crazy about this. Oh, uh, no. I won't go into it. Okay. You, no, you should probably go. Well, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was the history segment. Yeah, 100 books. Like, that guy must have been writing nonstop. All of these people that are in the movie, they have... Uh, They've only had really small roles in other things. Really? Yeah. The only one that comes off the top of my head was the lady. The um, I can I and I can't even remember her name. I'm so sorry. So so, so sorry. <laughs> but she was the captain for Star Trek Voyager. And she's still in. A, they're all still in a lot of things. But like, I think that Star Trek Voyager was kind of that. That's what I mean by like. That's kind of like the first thing I recognized immediately was like she's. This is before Star Trek Voyager, I can tell. I know this face. And I looked it up, and I'm like, no, this, yeah. Wow, my brain hurt. <laughs> That's if, crazy. If you could take James Bond and take away all the flashiness and add a little bit of kung fu. A little bit of karate kid. A lot of slapstick humor. Yes. And oh, just uh, lots of cheese. It was It was like a parody of James Bond. But done so well, like it was that forty hilarious. million dollar budget shown through. <laughs> well, every single time I was like, "I well, we didn't know the budget until after the movie where we right? decided to look it up." But we we're like, "That looks expensive. <laughs> that <laughs> that's was an crazy. expensive explosion. That was uh, crazy. That car getting wrecked. That that's expensive. They showed like three different shots for the same same thing that went on. Real they quick, had a lot like, of they had a lot of good shots." It was very diverse for a 1985 film. Yeah. What's the... Okay. The wackiest thing was the whole writing on the tree. <laughs> right? That that would take so freaking long. I have heard that like, <laughs> that the book uh, is so much better. Really? Like, it's so, it's still entertaining. It still has that cheese to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just funny. That's awesome. It's just funny. Okay, so... A little bit about the plot. 
you have a gentleman who's like a like a cop. You can't call him a gentleman. Suck wall. (laughs) (laughs) We got this guy. Okay, this guy. Thank you. Okay, he's in New York, and he's he's a cop. He's got a fantastic mustache. He's chill and smooth and suave, and he sees this dude and under duress, man, and he goes and try to save his life. But they turn on him, all three of them, including the dude who was trying to save. It was a trap. It was a trap. And he basically... uh, 1v3s them. He gets... Yeah, Mm -hmm. he kicks all their asses. But he gets drowned in the water, supposedly. They fake his death, this, this secret organization. And they forcefully recruit him into being basically an assassin. Of like these political leaders, uh, well, in in the U.S. government anyway, uh, to you know, for the good of the United States, kind of like the hidden shadows of the secret chamber. Shh. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You're listening. Oh, to we're us. not supposed to. Not that much. Okay, they let us use their studio, but we just can't talk about. What yeah. They, okay. No. Anyway. <laughs> Don't kill me, Basil. The cat is staring at me. That, ooh, cat shadow. He's not not the friendliest. Oh, oh it's friendly now. She, oh, okay. She's licking herself. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. okay. Hurry uh, while she's distracted. Yeah, oh, so anyway. Uh, oh, it, thank goodness Jaime didn't even pay attention to that. Like, <laughs> Jaime's working with his clipboard, so. he. But he's sometimes, sometimes I get scared because he's, he's not busy enough, even though he looks like he's busy all the time. Yeah, you know he could have picked up on that. It's when he's not and busy then, that we should be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you guys need something? Junior freaking loves you, Jaime. Oh. Jaime, you're the homie, man. That's get, so nice. Yeah. Pounded, oh. pounded. He no, always wants to talk to you. Not, no, that's yeah. great. I'm, I'm happy to come on for a little bit too. Make sure Basil's okay though. He's he, great. He's a little upset. Uh, I might have done something with one of the plants because you didn't touch his fern, did you? <laughs> Is it the fern? That's, I mean, that's his favorite one. I'm failing botany. I don't know if it was a fern or if it was a bonsai tree, which is technically a bush. Is it the one that he calls Douglas? No, no, no. It's the other one he calls oh. Leslie. Oh, thank goodness. No, Leslie, he's... No. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to mock your accent. Leslie is is the English... No, that's how, Bas- that's how Basel says it. Oh, it is? He says it like that. So I always imitate <laughs> the way that he says it. So it's a beautiful, beautiful garden. You should okay. go check it out. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. guys, I have to go get back to my clipboard. Thank you, Jaime. You're so welcome. Bye. I think we, I think we sidestepped that one. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. All I right. think good thing. Yeah, Alex, you did a really, really good job of just holding you because I know, like, when once we all get into a rhythm, sometimes you, like, like we just did earlier, we you slipped up about hidden shadows mm-hmm. and our secrets. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, anyways, this movie, super dope. A lot of stunts in this shit. Like, before CGI stunts. Like, they had to be at these heights on these buildings, on these ledges, and these scaffoldings. Part of my brain thought that, that I swear, there was no way they did 30 feet of scaffolding. But no, they probably did, like, 9,800 feet of scaffolding for that one scene. That I, was crazy. I want to watch the special features. I yeah. want to see how they made this movie. They were, like, Jackie Chan level of, like, stunts. And and I was nervous because the guy, like, in my head, I'm like, this is real. And, like, my fear of heights, like, kicked in. 
I was sweating. The whole scaffolding set, the whole Statue of Liberty stuff was like wild. Yeah. Like that was definitely where my Jackie Chan senses were like, he would do like, no, just do it like this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the fear, right? That like me, like I picture myself hanging from these, like these steel beams and I, my, my, I'm afraid that my palms are going to get sweaty. I'm just going to slip. And so my palms are weak. Yeah. And there's vomit on your sweater already. There's vomit. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. But on, but the, on surface, the surface, he looks calm and ready to yeah. drop bombs. Yeah. But yeah. he keeps on forgetting. Yeah. When he wrote down, the whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. It's open now. Everybody's choking now. Time's up. Over blow. Snap back to reality. Oh, the ghost gravity. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I love the, that movie. You better lose yourself <laughs> in the moment. I don't even know the course. You know he's. You know Eminem. I just rewatched the interview and I was reminded that Eminem's been living living a little breadcrumb of gay. <laughs> what? You don't remember that scene? Uh-uh. That movie was fun. <laughs> the interview <laughs> with Seth Rogen and James <gasps> Franco. Oh, that's an old movie. That shit's funny. That was so fucking great, great man. Okay, back to the movie. I think we need to jump into uh, maybe some of the fight scenes. Maybe some or, or there was there was only actually like four fight scenes. They were long. Yeah, very like long. Some fight of them scenes. were pretty long. Uh, we had a very intense training scene. They had a lot they of training. A, they scenes. were some really six intense. training scenes. Can I name? But my they were f- quick. Can yeah. I name my favorite yeah. training scene? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good ones so again he is training in the art of saninju which is the korean art of stopping the flow of chi on your nerve endings so what his master gives him is a korean fingerboard <laughs> it's just this like wooden looking like board which i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie that thing probably has practical uses for actually training your finger muscles well, that yeah. makes sense yeah. you know it's a it's a board that you slap with your that, fingers that's yeah all that you gotta sense. do you just have to tap he just over had to a thousand times ten thousand times his yeah. face his face is like, and he's just sitting on the edge of his bed tapping the fingerboard over and over <laughs> and, then, and then he's like ah ah i stubbed my finger um, that was a great training scene. That was a very good training the scene. The sound that his master makes when he have, whenever he uses his two fingers is like this laser sound. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite training scenes is when he goes, oh, you think you're so tough. Right to his shoulder. And he's just shaking on the ground. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's we're like, he when, just keeps shaking. Yeah. We're like, is it is the scene he over? He literally walks quiet. Off. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's like. This is a perfect time for me to go into a monologue while this guy's having an aneurysm on my floor. And then he just resets it. And then like I, it's like less than a minute later, he has another like. No, you're disrespecting me. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts was when he's teaching him how to breathe, and he you just see the master talking. And then you see the student focusing on breathing as he's laying down. And then the screen pans out and the master is standing on top of the student. With dress shoes. 
Like the hard wooden sole dress shoes just standing on him. Specifically, you know that the master was a wizard because that shit was pointed. The wizard's dress with pointed shoes. And they had wingtips. So, yeah, so. Mm, those are wizard shoes. shoes. Makeup was crazy for this film because that guy is not Asian. Right. <laughs> he, he looked like he could have been mixed. I, mean, I was like, that was pretty good. <laughs> if you look at the pictures of just the actor, he has like Asian eyes. Yeah. Right. But not the facial structure That's, that they that made the for him. That was the thing. They, you could tell they put prosthetics like higher cheekbones and... It was so much. Like two of these crazy. colors don't match. Of course, 1985. <laughs> Couldn't get an Asian actor, huh? <laughs> Jesus but, but Christ. That sh- but that shit is funny. You that know what else funny. is one of my favorite parts? All of the one-liners and the random communist lines were so good. One-liners. Oh, my God. Can, can I tell you one thing that makes this movie <laughs> fantastic is it doesn't really it doesn't hold any punches. Right. Nowadays, everything is politically correct. But with comedy, I don't think you... <laughs> it takes away comedy when you're politically correct. It kind of does. We're it's, in this weird era. So you, what they yeah. did is they were really... like They were just being way too realistic about how the army men, you know, people in the army speak when they're trying to shoot people down. Like, shoot down this commie. I was like, oh my goodness. That's... They don't say that. You know how to say that. The fantastic thing was not only did they over... they. The whole movie was over exaggerated, right? Even yes. from um, the the gang members, like we're gonna get you, sucker! Ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maniacal <laughs> laugh. <laughs> they that's, get that some, laugh. That's some good evil laughter in here. This like, movie was fantastic. Oh it reminded me of playing like uh, Streets of Rage, the old Sega video game. Oh, that's or right. Or Double Dragons. Except it wasn't like the Double Dragons movie. <laughs> no, Double Dragons movie was awful, but I kind of yeah. still like it. And I kind of want to watch it again. That's a B-rate movie, though. That's like a, I knew I was getting into something bad. I would not have been able to tolerate that if like I was hyped up for a movie. <laughs> they had so many good training scenes in this movie. They did. And they they did, they did have uh they had a whole oh, man. They had they had so many good quotes, but and real like. He was a good master. He was a good master. He really taught him how to be fearless. Also yeah. to be humble. You yeah. Yak. <laughs> <laughs> you move like a pregnant yak. Yep. Pitiful. Wholesome, he was always- wholesome moment, though, was so cheesy. Little father. <laughs> like, I was like, that was, a, that was wholesome. And then it just got really cheesy and weird right after he messed up on calling him my son. <laughs> I I feel like this is a movie that we would make today. On with, purpose. Yeah, yeah like on that. purpose. With yeah. awkward, long pauses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would do this on purpose. Like, in the 80s, like, they were like, no, this is great. Well, I mean, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe <laughs> I was intentional about this to build the dramatics. Uh, let's get into some badass moments. The whole movie. Okay. Had a lot more bad. I had to give you the you know watch all of it. Uh. Good Shatner pause for you to think I was done. <laughs> but yeah, uh, honestly, bat, one of my favorite badass moments, also kind of a what the fuck moment, is when we find him unshaved. Yeah. <laughs> like like I mean or I mean you know after the shave is why no not the mustache. What, like, have what have you done? This is not me. me. <laughs> I was like, yo, same, man. That's what I feel like after I trimmed my beard. This is not me. 
This is not me. Taking away my soul. Um, Mac and his his arm, his robo arm. Oh that yeah, was that actually, was out of nowhere. That was really, really left field, but also ba- I like. I was like, yeah, robo arm. Let's just go with it. So Mac was the guy who recruited uh, Remo, and uh, had amazing suits. Yes, oh, and jackets and gloves. Yeah, and he introduces Remo to his master Chiun. Um, I think one of my favorite fighting scenes is where, first of all, Chun is an asshole. He kept making him face his fear of heights, which for me was very stressful because even though it was a fucking movie. Fear is just in the mind. I was there, Chun. <laughs> and so he makes him like, they go to the top of the Empire State Building. Or not the Empire, I'm sorry, the Statue of Liberty. And he's like, all right, well... Go ahead and climb your way down. I'll see you at the bottom. This is part of your training. It's like, asshole. <laughs> but he gets into the fight with um, the thugs from the evil company Harp and has to fight his way down the scaffolding. And uh, it's just an amazing sequence of stunts and just intense, like, edge of your seat 80s movie shit. It was pretty action packed. Yes, they, there was only one slow moment, uh, probably when they were first making their way to uh, the the military base. Oh right, right, right. And there was like a long dialogue about the gun. Yes, which was a little bit too long. I just want to see Remo Williams do cool things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was like the plot point, right? Remo's mission was uh, this evil company harp was just cutting corners and selling faulty weapons to uh to the military to make you know some fucking squirrel guess how guess how long this movie was like an hour and a half it was more it was two hours oh Oh my god that didn't even but we were laughing so much that it didn't feel like it it felt like an hour and a half it's a really good movie good pacing then because like i was like when it ended my brain was like You've been here longer than you think. Yeah. But we were just, we were laughing the whole time. What do you mean, brain? <laughs> brain. <laughs> there was a line at the end. He's like, ah, Jun, you're such a pain in the ass. And he was like, that's only because that is the closest thing to your brain. Dang, Jun. <laughs> Spitting fire. He, oh, man. Jun in his soap operas, dude. He really needed to get back to watching it. He was so excited. That was a fantastic quirk that they added to uh, to Remo's master that he loves soap operas. It was just it's it was one of those like easy quirks you can just throw in and it doesn't change the character too much, I think. He I was ha- kind of an asshole and he was weird the whole time from the get go. <laughs> but his love for soap operas was just adorable. You're like, ah, this guy's not so bad. Even all the way to the end. He's like, yeah. We must make it home. I have to find out what happens. <laughs> I have to happen, find out what happened with Mitchell and that nurse. Do you uh, think Basil likes soap operas? I don't know. I feel he's the type, right? He, Maybe. He is. Basil's really butlery too, so he probably does have the like that trope going for him to like, you know, watch soap operas while he works. You know, it's really it's, Basil's one of those boss, like those bosses who's like he, he commands respect, but he's like, you know, my clients are my employees. And I'm like, damn, I respect that. 
He's speaking mm. truths, you know? Anyway, one badass moment that I want to touch on is uh, Chiun's outfits. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he was like uh, Oprah meets uh, Whitney Houston, but he's Korean. Like he's wearing like, but he's fur- really a white man looking like a green. <laughs> he wore more fur coats than Snoop Dogg on any given day. Yo, straight up, and like a fur beanie. I'm like, dude, what is what's going on? You're in the yeah, wilderness. Yeah, he had the '80s '80s fashion way ahead of the time. Oh my god, I I like I don't know who did the the costume design, but I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked the direction. Yeah. How about that balance training that Remo had to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I want to know how they made that that shot. But when he gets to the very top after um, after jumping on each and a bunch of different types of poles, <laughs> uh, Jun goes, all right, now you have to get down here with the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> Remember your bath. And then Remo's like, what the heck? Ah, all right, I'll try. And then you just hear, crash, and it goes to the next scene. Eats shit. Yeah. Um, Why don't we give it our number rating? What do you guys want to give it? I give it a 7 out of 10. I love that movie. I love it. It's good. Definitely a hidden classic. Definitely a hidden classic. Yeah. You, it's just, earlier I was like, this is like, if it wasn't for watching it with you guys, I probably would not spend as much time enjoying myself. Those training scenes been, are, are what I live for. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. If I had watched this by myself, this would have been like a like like a low five. Like, this was just so, so much just old crazy thing like it aged well and i would enjoy it but it would be hard to recommend it to people get some of your friends together have a couple drinks like and watch this crazy yeah show. put like, it on in the background this because i watched it with you guys this was easily a seven or an eight like i think if anybody <laughs> really wants to relive what action Comedy. 80s comedy male machismo (laughs) kung fu films were this is a perfect portrayal of that time you have the the authentic 80s music you have um 80s fashion all over just the 80s is all over this movie yep even the kung fu influences are are all over this movie because at the time, this is where uh, Jackie Chan was ha- coming out with all the slapstick humor. And it was making its way over to America. And eventually, even uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, became really good friends with Jackie. Uh, but he would tell Jackie how much the stunt work influenced their action scenes. That's crazy. And, and you can see how... Um, like. The stunts in this film, they were doing crazy stunts. All I was thinking about was Jackie Chan. Yeah, you could see the heavy influence from from Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh, I think that I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 because 
in the perspective of if I was watching it for like like you know when I was like six or seven as a kid, I think I would have enjoyed this movie uh, just because I loved the Ninja Turtles. So I would have been like, yeah, like fucking and like Surf Ninjas. Let's watch this shit, Dad. Uh, and now because I watched it with you guys, I enjoyed it so much more. But if it was just me by myself, I've been like. Let's watch it like either on some kind of substance or drunk. I just wanted to bring up that because we've watched this and we watched what was the last movie that we watched that was a little older? Tai Chi Warriors. Tai, yeah, Tai, tai Chi, Chi Master. Or Tai Chi Master. That came out in the nineties. Twenty nineteen is our year, boys. We gotta do three ninjas kickback and we gotta we gotta do three ninjas and surf ninjas and teenage mutant ninja turtles. We gotta run We have we to We have to. Oh my god. These we, will be easy episodes for us to crank out because we, we all love that. <laughs> it's just like my brother, my brother and me said Frankenstein teen become the monster. So we have to we have to become the monster and watch those monsters movies. Do you guys want to get on some what the fuck move moments? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What the fuck? Pretty much I have the a good whole one. movie was a what the fuck moment. I have a good one. There was a time where uh, again, uh Remo infiltrated the uh the military base where they're uh, testing the A A60s or whatever, the guns, the faulty guns. And him and Fleming get away cuz they were gonna they they were trying to murder them and then remo's just like wait hold on that that like signature hold on there's a noise in the woods i'll go check it out you stay here where it's safe (laughs) young lady so he goes into the bushes and then he like turns behind a tree and then all of a sudden he's flying six feet in the air he's like ah (laughs) and then his master tune comes out (laughs) How did you not hear me? I've been stomping around everywhere for ten minutes. For ten minutes. My favorite part is he just like like it was so very clearly like a just doll that they threw across because like a little bit later he just walks back up like yeah, yeah I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know I th- I thought I saw his feet kicking was it just the doll that good uh, maybe probably, I, I feel like it was a doll they huh. threw, they used no computer generated images in this film they can't so do that that wasn't yeah. a thing. Everything was puppetry. <laughs> One of my favorite what the fuck moments was, uh, without putting out too many big spoilers, uh, he, they they blew up the place and then, oh, I can't even remember the line, but like Mac was like, what did you do? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, oh, I really blew it. He's, yeah. Literal explosion just, in the, like, it was beautiful. Yes. It was beautiful. And uh, another what the fuck moment was really specifically kind of, I uh, I don't know if you were going to bring this up, Myron, but we were all, after he like climbed down the elevator off of the Statue of Liberty and fought those guys, mm-hmm. and then he wrapped the rope around the guy and oh. tossed him off the edge. We were all like, what? What? Ooh, Remo got dark. Quick. Like, but it was just the guy hanging. Yeah, there. and then they're like, no, not no, by no, his no, neck. Okay. Still okay. Goku, by his foot. <laughs> Still gonna give him a chance. But like we all, like you two looked at each other, and I like shifted off the pillow. I'm like, oh, 
I was like, what? That's out of character. <laughs> that is not the movie I thought we were having. Unless that's actually part of the movie that I thought we were watching. Because then this is wild. Dude, another crazy thing about this is that um, pyrotechnics uh, back in the day weren't cheap. And when you... They blew up like six cars. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or when he was like breaking into that factory to discover whatever, you know? You have to get those shots. There's no CGI or green screen, right? You have to make sure as an actor you're freaking on your A game. Because if you fuck that shit up and they have to redo it, that's like, I don't even know, thousands of dollars worth of explosives. See, that's thousands of dollars worth of explosives back then too. Talking about today's standards of pyrotechnics (laughs) is an art form that they have broken down that scientifically to get all of your switches and triggers. Pyrotechnics is really, really expensive and really insane about how many different things can go on wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think it was, I don't think it was in San Diego, but I feel like it was like a California, uh, pyrotechnic show a couple, a couple years back. Somebody lit the wrong fuse. And that was like $4 billion, like $4 million basically worth of like, all of your fucking shit just lit up at the same time instead Fuck. of in sequence. That was pretty funny, though. So <laughs> the fireworks show, instead of being like two and a half hours, was basically like... 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, shit, I heard about that. It's yeah, like the like, grand finale right <laughs> at the beginning. Everyone's like, all right. Oh, wow, that's... To- dang, if it's this good now, just think of the finale. Oh, that's it. That's it. That was the show. That was it. Well, that sucks, mm. and it like like that's a lot of smoke like going up real quick. Damn. I was surprised no more fires came out of that. That's how fast that blew up. <laughs> then they banned fireworks service. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Yo, My so cabbages. The, the crazy thing is like, well, not the crazy thing. It's like, I think it's a good thing that like we touch back on these older movies to really appreciate where where we started like it's not necessarily where we started but like what we've progressed from also this is like this honestly isn't too far off from what we would what we were showing growing up like yeah what 85 85 so so 10 years before i or nine years before i was born four Mm. years before i was born right two years before (laughs) it's okay we love you you can't my back hurts the remastering <laughs> of this film is absolutely amazing uh-huh. because we watched the trailer of it uh, and it was a VHS trailer. And then <laughs> and then we looked at the what we what the film we actually watched and they did an amazing job of bringing it to uh, high definition TVs. Also sound. I just love yeah. the sound. It still felt like. It, it felt authentic without being too hyper, like, edited for being a Blu-ray edit or, you know, remastering. Like, also synths. I love me my 80s synths. Ah, yeah. Uh, last couple of what the fuck moments. The dogs. Oh, that's <laughs> right. These fucking genius, I, I deep blue sea shark brained dogs. That was one of the that was one of the moments that got me cracking up. Like I could not believe we just watched that. 
They were like cornering. They, they were like strategizing <laughs> they on were, how to corner this man. The best part is when two of the dogs um, jump onto this stairwell and with all of their might and strength, they bring that stairwell down so they can chase after Remo. But the best part is <laughs> the, they weren't real dogs <laughs> hanging from the stairwell. Yes, they, they were. They were completely My plastic, like styrofoam. was... They just, were real. just before that scene, you're like, wow, these these are some really well-trained dogs, like acting dogs. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they do, they do like a bunch of like clicking things. Like, you know, I, I said specifically, yeah, you know how Miko shows his teeth? Like you can train them to do that. And then right after that, we like I paused because it was doing the chase scene for that scene that you just talked about. And we were like, what is going on? And then one of the dogs nips at Remo's leg. And it totally looks like a sock puppet. It's like a sock <laughs> puppet from the corner. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I could just imagine like filming that shit. Uh, oh, um, you got another one? No, that those two of them. All right, guys, you got anything else for us, Con? I my thought- final what the fuck moment was. It was just because it took so long. Was the fucking tree hugging shit scene? I forgot about that. He hugged that tree log for so long. Realistically, that thing takes like a half hour to get from point A to point B. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> about dragging like a log for like what, like four miles across of a freaking weird skyline belt thing. <laughs> and he was just sitting. He was just hugging it. He's just hugging it like because he's yeah, a man. That's right. <clears throat> Remo the, Williams. I'm gonna live. The gives man, the best hugs man. and then the guy and then like the weird general guy on the was firing a 50 cal like browning out of a jeep like get me more ammo <laughs> get that comment <laughs> these guys Jesus. had so much star like they had star stormtrooper level of aim where it's just like it doesn't make sense you put like 3,000 rounds down range and I swear to god I saw that tree move twice <laughs> I mean, like that math- was it. <laughs> Mathematically, you should have at least hit him once or twice. Like that's okay. That's why we have stormtroopers. They did actually an okay job. I was counting the pistol rounds a lot to make sure. <laughs> I forgot about this one. What the fuck moment? Uh-huh. Well, when he first meets Junji, Junji dodges all of the bullets. Chun, Chun, yeah, yeah. Jun Junji Juntao 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 Get back here Jun um, He dodges all the bullets And then he goes Okay well huh. And later on He has a training scene He's like huh, That's cute Yeah when you can dodge At least six bullets then, then you're something And then he does it But in between Dodging the bullets He does all these Crazy dances And circles <laughs> It's so amazing <laughs> Uh, uh, definitely catch this film uh, with your buddies yes Uh, you guys will have some fantastic laughs and it's just a good yo get in touch with if you're trying to get in touch with like a good 80s movie and you want the cheese and the slapstick this is a great uh, movie to check out Um, but thanks for listening to the podcast guys we're Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber make sure you follow us at HSTSC33 on Instagram, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber on Facebook. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and we're on Spotify, but basically anywhere. And you YouTube. Get also, oh, and YouTube. What about our new 
our new shenanigans. <laughs> ah, Got him. Nice. Check out twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carvery where I will play games. I will talk about random things. Kind of like tonight. Like, you know how sometimes when you look up and you think it's yellow, but then you realize that you're red, green colorblind. So it might just be orange. And you're just like, is it sunset or sunrise? Is orange brick or is brick redder than orange? Is it gold? What is gold? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Baby, 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 baby,